It takes more than great code to be a great engineer. This is the Soft Skills Engineering Podcast, episode 49. I'm your host, Dave Smith. I'm your host, Jameson Dance. I actually, just for a brief moment, forgot the name of the podcast <laughs> right there. <laughs> I panicked. Um, I thought you were just doing a dramatic pause. <laughs> <laughs> this is... Uh... <laughs> The gears were turning. What, what am I doing? <laughs> well, they turned quickly. Oh, how's it going? Uh, it's going so well. I have oatmeal and I have blueberries, and that's all I need in life. So you I'm really content. Sh- you should have used that in your intro. Oh, that's true. I'm like an oatmeal blueberry haver or something. <laughs> it feels like I'm writing Java. Like everything has to be a noun. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm, exactly. I had that exact thought this week as I was writing Java. I was like, why do I always name <laughs> things with nouns and then every noun has a verb? It's like you have to name everything twice. Wait yep. a minute. Wait a minute. We that just, was not soft. Yes. We've digressed. Should we get into our questions? I think we should. Just rescue us from our hard skills. Yeah, version. We, said, we said technical things. All right. <laughs> uh, I will read the first one. This one is from an anonymous listener. I just started a new job about two months ago. The hiring process included a homework assignment to be submitted on GitHub. We just hired a new engineer on my team who seems like a great person and they're learning very quickly. However, they almost exactly copied my interview homework assignment from my GitHub account. The code I have is licensed under MIT, so they're legally free to copy it, but now I feel an obligation to say something. The code homework is a relatively small portion of the interview process and they seem to be doing well at the company, but the company obviously wouldn't have hired them if they had known the truth. I'm torn because I'm having trouble seeing the upside of saying anything, but no problem seeing the downsides. Is this something I should report ethically? That is a great question. Oh, also, I'm a huge fan of the show. You guys are awesome. Keep it up. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. That part is easier to respond to than the question. Yes. (laughs) This is a hard question. Let me just start by saying, thank goodness you licensed your homework code. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what would happen if you didn't license it? (laughs) <laughs> if you didn't license it, then it's easier because then they they just go to jail, right? They go to <laughs> programmer jail. Oh, you should have had like an end user license agreement with which specifically prohibits using this code for purposes of plagiarizing you for a job. Have you seen that license that is basically if we're ever in a disaster and you're around and you have the ability to save me, you have to save me? <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't seen that yeah. one. I, I don't know how legal that is, but that is a license you can use on your code. <laughs> they say open source doesn't pay. <laughs> well, it just saved my life. Um, yeah, that's a so, great question. I have a I have a story about this, actually, also. Really? Yeah. A few jobs ago, we had a pretty lucrative referral bonus system where you could make quite a quite a decent amount of money if you referred someone and they got hired um it was kind of too much money you know where (laughs) (laughs) and you're about to learn why (laughs) so basically i referred a friend who i knew was going to be really good and he was by the way he turned out to be really great on the job and I coached him about the interview process. Like I prepared him for the phone screen. I told him, here's some of the stuff you'll probably get asked. And he was well prepared. He did a really good job. And then one of my coworkers found out later that like he told, he's like, oh yeah, Dave told me that you'd ask me all this stuff. (laughs) 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 And one of my coworkers found out and he, 
literally told me that it was shameful what I had done by email. Huh. And I was, he was right. It totally was. I just got so, I got so fixated on the referral bonus and, um, and I knew that he would do a good job that I just didn't want the chances of a faulty interview process shooting it down, you know, but it was wrong. What I did was wrong. I, it was definitely ethically out of bounds and he called me on it. If, okay. If you didn't have a referral bonus, do you think it would have still been ethically out of bounds? Is um, it the, the financial motivation that made it shady? Oh man, I don't know. Cause you, you said you knew he was going to be a great engineer on the team and it turned out he was. Mm-hmm. So if, if it's like Dave skirted the interview process to get a paycheck, that, that does seem weird. But if it's like Dave wants to make sure we hire this really awesome person and they don't get caught up in the sometimes noisy interview process that can give false negatives. I think the short question you're asking is, do the ends justify the means? <laughs> like if I had to murder the phone screener. Yeah, get... if there's, there's a trolley and on one side of the tracks, there's a referral <laughs> bonus on the other side. There's, I think, I think the candidate would be on the other side and you have to pull the lever. <laughs> I don't know, but I don't, I don't ethics good. Okay. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> like, why are you asking me what's ethical? <laughs> After that story? Jeez. I, you seem harder on yourself than I would be on yourself in that situation. Because I feel like I feel like I know you well enough to think that the financial thing was probably a, a small part of it. But mostly it was like you wanted to make sure that this guy made it through the interview process okay. Because you knew, you knew he would do well. You mean even after I just told you that I was like heavily influenced by this financial thing, you're like, oh, oh I'm sure it was the, the goodness in your heart. <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't know. Maybe I'll believe you when you say you were a scumbag. <laughs> I rest my case. How does this relate back to, to the question asker? It's, it's just well, kind of like well, so weird here we things have... can happen in interview processes, right? Yeah, that's true. But here we have a situation where the employer created an incentive system that... Uh, you know, you want to get the job and the information to get the job is basically one Google search away and someone did that Google search and got the job. Like that's, <laughs> that's how the, I the, see this. Yeah. The real question is how good are you at Googling? Yes. <laughs> and they've purposefully seeded the internet with answers to a question. And then maybe, exactly. maybe they got the job because they exactly copied the code is what yeah, you're who saying. Are, who are you to say that they didn't get maybe a bigger offer than you did because not only did they complete the assignment, but they did it in record time by copying you. <laughs> oh, geez. Oh, <laughs> okay, man. This is this has gone into silly land. Yeah. But, I, but now, now you're faced with the dilemma, right? Like, do you report this person or not? To me, I can totally understand the desire to, to report the person because an injustice has occurred. And I feel yeah. the same thing. In, in Utah, there's this stupid habit that drivers have where there's a left turn light it turns red and then like 10 other cars go and turn mm -hmm. left after the light turns red. And mm -hmm. in that moment, I want them to be hit by a train, like all of them. <laughs> it's an injustice in the world. Like I, there's not a train in the intersection. I just want one to drop from the sky and land on them to teach them a lesson. Like Inception. And then I'm, yeah. And then I'm like, oh, like they have little kids in the car and people would die. So probably not that. But <laughs> but I, I just like feel it, it makes me mad that it's not right. But like... 
what 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 outcome are you looking for it it feels weird to just say like this is wrong therefore i should report it yes. because some some outcome is going to happen because of that because guess what there's a lot of wrong things <laughs> that you are not reporting right i mean i don't know i it's like the cars i'm sure after those cars drive through the intersection jameson like 30 seconds later you're like okay no, not even thinking about that anymore right Yes, I mean or, sometimes or does it's like, like a minute or two. Day. No, it doesn't ruin my day. <laughs> two minutes. <laughs> if if I'm the first car in line, I'll just like hold down my horn at them, shake my fist at them, and then you're good. But then, yeah, then I'm good. <laughs> so in this case, like yeah, there's been there has been an injustice done, and in the same way, when someone makes an incorrect statement on social media, you also have this choice where you can right the wrong or not. Or you can just walk away and never speak of it again. So if the if the engineer that got hired through doing this shady thing is doing great and they have a successful career at the company and do good work, um, you could say like it's fine. You didn't need to say anything. But maybe there's there's this concern that this this thing that they did reflects some underlying uh, ethical issues yeah, that they'll have, yeah. and they might go on to do some sketchy things at the company. And so you, you kind of yeah. feel the need to raise the red flag and say like, hey, be on the lookout. Do you think that's going on a little bit? That's a good question because what would happen if six months from now they made some really unethical choices that undermined your company? And now you're like, oh, I wish I had said something back when they were yeah. hired. That's yeah. possible. I'm talking myself into an impasse. I'm just going to wait for you to answer and then agree <laughs> with you. <laughs> So I would say sit down with someone you trust who's completely disconnected from the situation. Like, like us. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they already do that? <laughs> uh, good point. Sorry. Okay, well, so you, step one is complete. <laughs> good job. Okay. <laughs> Which you <Yeah>. have done. <laughs> step, step two is say out loud the words that you would say to the people at your company and listen to your voice and, and see how you sound. Do you sound like a slime bag? Does it sound like a productive conversation? Are you happy with where it's going to go? And I think that'll tell you a lot. Like, are you really willing to report this and correct this injustice? I mean, there are a lot of bad things that could happen. It could get back to the person. They could hate you. Mm -hmm. uh, the person could get fired. And, and it could yep. just be like a one-time mistake that they made. And then now they're out of a job. Or it could just like get filed away somewhere. And I don't know that. It seems weird because it's hard to predict what would happen later in the future based on that. But yeah, well, or it could know. just be nothing. <laughs> I, I'm having a hard time seeing myself doing this. I'm probably going to let it go. I think if they were doing fine at the company, I would let it go. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I would take the coward's way out and just say like, "Well, interview processes are weird, anyways." So, so let's now take that to the worst case scenario. So you sit mm -hmm. on it for now, and then six months later, this person does something really bad, really harmful. Um, now do you pull it out and say, well, you know, six months yes. ago, I kind of swept this under the rug, but yep. I, I would. Okay. And then your boss is like, why didn't you tell me this? And then I would refer him to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's well documented. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It seemed like they were doing fine work. Uh, I didn't see any other things and I wasn't sure how to handle it, but I, I have a hard time feeling like, 
you would become the fall person in that case yeah. for for yeah. the the shady stuff that this other person did because you didn't report this thing earlier. So here's one thing I would absolutely not do under any circumstances, which would be go to the person, the guilty, the alleged criminal plagiarist, and say, I know something about you and your interview process. And as long as you stay on my good side, I'll keep oh, it to geez. myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't want uh, this information to get out. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, you can eat that so, corn dog. <laughs> so Dave's advice is do not commit extortion, mm -hmm. which is solid advice generally. I'm I, usually I also, in the anti-extortion camp just generally. Yeah. That's, like, that's where I land on most extortion issues. I'm against it. Oh, yeah. Firmly against, well... <laughs> Firmly, depending on how big the referral bonus is against extortion. <laughs> I feel like this is the kind of thing that you either want to like tell to a manager or HR person or, or say nothing about. Like you might not want to just kind of gossip about it. But I don't know. There's they're just a bunch of shady stuff came out about a certain mm -hmm. tech company over the weekend. Yeah. I, I and knew I'm you were thinking, thinking about like, that. This kind of culture would there's shady stuff happening all the time and people either are ignoring it or pretending like it doesn't exist or making allowances for it. And is this the first, is this the first step towards something worse kind of thing? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I mean, this is, this is a much smaller thing than, <laughs> than yeah. the unnamed tech companies issues, but that's true. Yeah. I, I, I think I agree with you. I just wouldn't say anything about it if, if everything is going well. And then if there's an issue, I would maybe bring it up. All right. Well, question answered. Do nothing. I feel like this is one of the trickier questions that has ever been asked. So yeah. congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. Listener. Ethical quandary. Now, worst case scenario, if you just really can't handle this situation, you do have one other option that we haven't discussed. What's that? Quit your job. Oh, yeah. Just, <laughs> just walk just away leave. from the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what would be the equivalent of that in cars turning left after the light has turned red is it like hit the eject button and like parachute away <laughs> into the sky <laughs> i was thinking press the teleport button and go to another dimension yeah okay yeah question answered we we have a much easier question next let's yes do you want to read this one dave yeah i'll do this one so uh, also from an anonymous listener it says i'm starting a new job in a few weeks which i'm really excited about however however i love that <laughs> <laughs> i've been told that i should bring my own laptop to work on i've recently graduated from college and only have an old macbook the white one <laughs> i like how he points out the <laughs> made of plastic not space aged iodine wait di what's the aluminum diode anodized I yes <laughs> sorry iodine okay. is what they put in salt so you don't get goiters <laughs> so, i guess you okay. wouldn't get those too if your laptop was made out of it <laughs> Made out of salt. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, yeah, this person has a white MacBook. That's the important thing. A sizable amount of the work I'll be doing will be iOS development, which I know is a hard skill, but it means it has to be done on a Mac. And I would find that really difficult on such an old machine. I did ask about being provided a computer. However, there's that however again. <laughs> Sorry. I really just need to read the question. However, they only said I could opt for them to buy a new one. And for me to have it deducted from my monthly pay. 
I should have spoken up then, but at the time I was just really excited to have a new job. Is this normal, or are they being incredibly tight? Oh boy. I mean, I think I've read a lot of Charles Dickens novels, and this kind of stuff happens all the time. That's pretty normal, <laughs> right? <laughs> Dystopian future future fiction where the workers have to buy all their equipment and they mm-hmm. end up working to pay off the debts to the employers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, there's I think... a large body of literature <laughs> in which this is normal, like the Muppet Cl- Christmas Clary. Carol. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you should probably go to your employer and ask them how much of a processing fee they're going to charge you every time they write you a paycheck, too. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah, we told you we were going to pay you X, but there is a 10% processing fee. <laughs> a convenience. It's a convenience fee. <laughs> It's customary to tip your manager for every ticket they assign you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, uh, this is incredibly unusual. Yeah. Incredibly yeah, unusual. Even in the most cash-strapped startups that I've ever seen, they still will offer to buy your equipment. Yeah, I wonder if... Are they like the only company hiring in a market or something? Or I, I feel like tech is is so booming right now that companies are competing to lure developers there mm-hmm. not like making them pay their own laptop and i don't know even when i graduated from college in 2003 and i was one of 200 applicants for a job even in that upside down employer's market they still provided me a computer yeah this is real weird this is it, broken i mean are you the first employee or something then maybe yeah, yeah. Like, if this is someone setting up shop in their basement and they say, look, we just need you to bring your own computer until we get on our feet, that's a really different story than, yeah, you'll be uh, you'll be an engineer number 300 and bring your own laptop. I feel like there are even legal reasons why companies want to provide hardware for you, too, and why you would want to use that. Because often mm-hmm. you'll sign agreements about how they own the work that you do on their equipment, but, like, it's all on your equipment, and so now there's this weird fuzzy line between stuff you do on your own and stuff you do for the company yeah and you're doing ios development like does that just mean they can't hire anyone that doesn't own a macbook already no no they can hire them and then they will deduct the cost of the macbook from oh that's true yeah they'll they'll see there's a nice bow on that problem it's all wrapped up. they'll take care of the problem which was i mean are are they gonna pick it up for you at least or (laughs) i I don't know (laughs) and are they charging you interest <laughs> on your laptop payback loan. And you're going to have to pay for your own bus ticket to go to the Apple store and pick up your laptop. It doesn't come with a charger that's extra. That's <laughs> the chargers are $300. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, this, this is, is a, bizarre. This is crazy. This is totally unusual. And it's to me as a giant red flag that they mm-hmm. either don't have their act together or they have sketchiness inside deep inside mm-hmm. of them. Well, not that deep. It's it's right there. It's right on the surface <laughs> and deep. <laughs> yeah. All the way through. So I, yeah. wonder, I almost wonder if this is... Okay, this is maybe just me being paranoid, but I wonder if this is even a real company. <laughs> 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 is this just like a giant front for a, for a long con? It's like a money laundering thing. Yeah. If, if they say to you on your first day that it's going to be like six or seven weeks until you get your first paycheck, I would I would really just walk away. Yeah. I'd be like, this is not real. I think I have more faith than you do 
than, than you in the ability of companies to just be generally crappy. So I, I would be surprised if it was a con, but okay. it's yeah. probably just a crappy, just I, kind of a crappy place. Yeah, you're right. I, I didn't mean to insinuate that it was a con, but just that they might have a problem paying you. Oh, and okay. That's yeah. what I'm more worried about. So why don't we, uh, this is the, the question asker's first job. Um, and we've talked a little bit on the show about how sometimes your first job isn't the best. Uh, and it's yeah. kind of your way of breaking into the market. I feel like most people mm-hmm. have stories about semi or or genuinely crappy first jobs. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I do. How would you avoid this issue if you were in this fresh graduate's shoes? It's it's a lot easier to, to be more senior in your career and feel like the tables have turned a little bit and you have uh-huh. your pick of jobs and you, you can like bestow your favor on a company and descend from the clouds to go work there <laughs> but if you're just like standing out in the corner with your hat out i, yeah. I can see how you just end up at the first place that or, or maybe it's the it only place yes. that offered you a job yeah. yeah yeah and and you also don't know what's normal and mm-hmm. there's a million things that could be going on around you that are all very unusual and you just wouldn't know like it's the water you're swimming in for the first time mm-hmm. how would you go about finding out well, you could ask us. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, I, I actually think this is really hard to do. You, There are so many things you don't even know what to ask. Yeah. You know, like, wait, all the desks at your office aren't purple? Oh, yeah, I don't know. Like, what's normal? Yeah. I think you just kind of have to go through life and you get your first job and there's some crazy stuff that you think is normal. And then you get your second job and go, oh, that was crazy. <laughs> Okay, so it sounds like the two answers to this question are, yes, this is weird, but like broadly, it's less weird that things are a little weird at your first job. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and and if I were in your shoes, I would go to your employer and say, hey, I'd really like to work something out where you buy my laptop, and yeah, I'll give it back to you when when I'm done working here. It's okay. (laughs) I'm not going to steal it. Yeah. Oh, man. If you're doing iOS development on a, a white MacBook you will spend a lot of your time just staring at progress bars in Xcode because those things are pretty old by now. So mm-hmm. it's it's in their interest to provide you with a faster computer. And the, the, the time it will take for that to pay back to the company is is not that long. So I feel like yeah. Yeah. it's not even like a cost. It's an investment to them. They buy good hardware for their developers. Their developers are more productive and and they get more out of them. Hey, Jameson, did you ever read way back in the day, the Joel list? Yes. And one of the the things on the Joel list, I just found the date. It's August of 2000. One of the things on the Joel list is, do you use the best tools money can buy? Mm -hmm. And there's, there's 11 other items on the Joel list, but that's one of them. Maybe you could reference this, send it over to your employer and say, hey, are you, do you want to create a great environment for engineers? Because... Here's some things you should consider. Check out number nine. <laughs> the the Joel list is a little out of date by now, I yeah. feel like. I think a lot of things on the Joel list are just de facto standard now. Like, do you use source control? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. That's another thing to look out for. But I wonder, is there an updated one somewhere? Also, did he name it after himself? Did he write the list and say, this is called the Joel list? Yes, he did. And I just, I was having the same oh thought you were. I was like, Wow. <laughs> Well, that's going on the Jameson list of things that make you kind of arrogant. I guess it's not arrogant because he is super famous and I don't know. It's, justi- it's justifiable. Yeah. 
that's a resource you can look at to see just a baseline yeah, of like yeah. things that are generally normal and accepted at tech companies. We should make a Joel list that's like one step down. So instead of do you do you use the best tools money can buy, it would be something like do you use pretty decent tools that your employer buys? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say we should make like the anti-Joel list, like the Scrooge list or something. <laughs> the Charles do you Dickens <laughs> deduct the cost of your employee of your employees laptops from their salary. <laughs> That's a great idea. Yeah, I think this question has been answered. Yep. It's really weird. They're incredibly tight. If they're a super early stage startup, that's fine. Maybe, yeah. It it might be that they're just, I think, again, this is like a culture thing that's normal among tech companies, but there are lots of companies that do software that aren't like newer tech companies or haven't Mm -hmm. adopted the newer tech culture. That's true. It's possible they're just like a 50-year-old company, and that's just kind of how things worked back in the day, and they've never never changed stuff. And and don't forget that computers are are really cheap compared to paying an engineer um even a even the low end of the engineering salary a decent computer is going to be like five to ten percent of their salary yeah so it's not like you're asking them to really sacrifice ten percent of their salary (laughs) be a really nice computer (laughs) yeah or a really bad salary but yeah it's it's a small chunk and it, I think I think you can make the case that it will be in their best interests to provide you with a computer because it will make you a better developer. Yep. Well, question answered. Question answered. We hey, Jameson. Yeah. Uh, where can people do go if they want to be our marketing department? Uh, if they want to market for us, yeah, we actually have infinite openings for marketing interns. <laughs> And there's only one task that they do, and that's tweet about the show. <laughs> and we will not buy you your own laptop, just so you know. You have that's to pretty normal for marketing interns, unfortunately. <laughs> it's all unpaid. Uh, so if you want to be an unpaid marketing intern for the podcast, <laughs> tweet about it. We have past episodes at softskills.audio, and you can listen to all those. Tweet about those, too. Uh, the Twitter handle for the show is softskillseng. And um, we'd love to hear feedback on the show Mm -hmm. or just general, like, what's a cool thing you saw today? That'd be nice, too. And that's another avenue that you can submit questions. You can send them via direct message on Twitter. There's also a form on our website that you can give a little more detail or be completely anonymous if you would like. Uh, And that's that's how we collect all the questions. Thank you for sending all those in. And thank you to the people that have said nice stuff about the show. We we really appreciate that. And as as a huge incentive to you, if you tweet about the show, we will endorse your LinkedIn profile for marketing. Oh, yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah, we'll do it. And everyone knows that's the gateway to success in life. Yeah, LinkedIn the endorsements. LinkedIn endorsements. Um, how, about, how about this? I will make it one better. We will endorse your LinkedIn profile for any made-up skill that you want. <laughs> uh, it has to be like a made-up skill, though. It can't be like web development or something because that's boring yes but like yodeling is on the menu uh mm-hmm. artisanal egg scrambling is a good one mm. animal husbandry Ooh, man yeah the possibilities are limitless they are <laughs> literally anything besides like html5 <laughs> <laughs> all right well thanks for listening yep catch you next week